0: Welcome back to another episode of the Footy LG Pod. I'm here as always with Tony. And I mean, game of the year this past weekend, Tony. How do we Mm -hmm. not start this pod without talking about Chelsea Man City? Like,
1: as a Chelsea
0: fan, how was this game for you?
1: It was, I mean, I was very surprised. I know when we spoke uh, last week and throughout the weekend, I was saying that I felt Chelsea could pull off the win. But um, to go toe to toe with the European champions like that is uh, from the way Patochino's season started, it was very impressive. I was I was happy with that draw. Yeah, it's. I mean, I four four
0: at home. It's not ideal until you realize you're facing the best team in the world, arguably. Um, with, Holland, with Holland scoring two goals too. Holland so. got two. I mean, you guys did have the lead at one point, but you know what? You were down four three going into the 90th minute of extra time, and then Cole Palmer puts away a penalty kick. Uh what one, one thing that made me laugh the most is someone tweeted after the game, Cole Palmer has now scored four penalty kicks for Chelsea. So
1: yeah.
0: so he should win the next to Ork because that's how it works, right? Four penalty yeah. four penalty kicks all well, years will get gets you the win, right?
1: Exactly. Like, I mean, uh, <laughs> I saw that too. It was pretty funny. Um, I mean, he actually plays pretty good. I mean, Ederson had to make a nice save on him at points. Um, even Sanchez or Chelsea made some really big saves. Um, I think defensively, both teams didn't play the best, but it was a fun game. It was one of the funnest games I've watched all year.
0: So is this a turning point for Chelsea, do you think? I mean, that now in their past two, they tied arguably the best team in the world and they won their game before that. Is this a turning point? Like, is this now when we got some hope behind Chelsea or is it just like, uh, okay, they had a little high for this season. They're about to go back down.
1: I think it, I think it will be because, I mean, a lot of the teams in front of them have begun to slip a little bit. Um, obviously, the drama in Newcastle uh, with losing Tonali and uh, obviously Man U just being Man U. Uh, Chelsea do have a chance. Um that if they can strike some more good results, they can get it through there. I mean, this is the toughest part of their schedule right now. And, um,
0: well, yeah, their next, their next three games are not easy. They have Newcastle, uh, this Saturday or not this Saturday, the following Saturday, once they're back from international break, uh, then they got Brighton and then they have man, U only three days after Brighton. So like, that's not an easy stretch by any means. And really, if they don't get a win in any of these three games, their season is, could be done by them.
1: Yeah, I agree with that for sure. But I think if they can do the same effort they put in as they did on uh, Sunday against Man City, I don't see why they can't beat Newcastle. And honestly, I don't see why they couldn't pick apart Man U as well.
0: Well, I mean, it depends which team shows up. Is it yeah. the team that tied Man City 4-4 or is and beat Tottenham 4-1? Or is it the team that got thumped just three weeks ago by Brentford at home
1: to nothing? You know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's the T. Ta- the Taunham One's. It's. I think that scoreline flatters Chelsea more than it does because I mean it was nine against eleven. Um, they should have won six seven one, but uh, Vicario played very well for Tonham after the two red cards. So I think that flat I wouldn't hold too much candle. Lit. I would hold more candle more to the Man City tie. Yeah, I, I would too. But I mean, the Tottenham win
0: is a big win. They were on the road. Yes, mm-hmm. they were down to, to, to nine men. But I mean, what can you do? And Ta- not to mention Tottenham has lost James Madison now for for until next year. Like they, They're hurting for certain. We said it was coming. But I don't know, man. Newcastle, they're on the road to Newcastle. That's going to be a tough game. They're home to Brighton, which you might think, okay, they, they should take that. But I mean, they they haven't been that good at home this year.
1: Yeah, the Brighton one, I just that just screams just a well, loss. I mean, look at their last Brighton's league well.
0: their last league games at home when they're when they're at home. I'm not talking EFL or any of that. I'm just talking straight league. They took true yeah. man city. They lost to Brentford. They tied oh. Arsenal. They beat Fulham. Or sorry, that was the, they that was on the road. They beat or they lost to Villa. Like yeah. and, and they lost to Nottingham Forest. They're not good at home this year. No, they're not they on the on the road. They game. they play well on the road, but at home they just cannot get it done. And they're at home to Brighton. They're on the road to Newcastle and Man U. But you know what? Man U's another team. Man, you don't want to hear it. I know, but they're starting to turn a corner. Uh, I don't they're, know. That Copenhagen it's, it's... loss is lit something under them. That Luton Town game, they want they sn- snuck by, got that win. Yeah. They're gonna beat the shit out of Everton when they come back. And then you know what? They're gonna and it's funny. So Chelsea has. Newcastle, Brighton, Man U. Man U has Newcastle than Chelsea, so it's a little bit of overlap there. But, but yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it, it's it's an interesting time in the EPL with these teams because really they both should be a lot better than they are, yeah. and we're kind of just getting excited now about them kind of making noise. But it's crazy because Man U is only four or five points out of fourth place. Yeah, right. Like Chelsea's ten, so that's a bit more. But I mean, it's only twelve games played. They're still. That's only the first third of the season. There's still two-thirds of the season left. A lot more work to be done. I mean, I I don't think there's going to be much movement at the top soon. I think Man City, Liverpool, and even Arsenal are going to solidify that top three moving forward.
1: I was just going to say, yeah, I agree with that. Um, But
0: but Man U, Chelsea, Newcastle, Brighton, Villa, even Tottenham without those key losses, they're going to be fighting for that fourth spot. That fourth place battle is going to be very interesting this year.
1: Yeah, the European spots, uh, especially from four down, are going to be, I mean, all those teams right now. I mean, Villa has been playing well, but like you said, Man U has had their greatest start. Newcastle has their drama. Brighton, shockingly, after their great start, has fallen off. So we'll see how it goes. But I I think for the most part, yeah, I agree. This top three are going to be who they are, and it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, it's. I, I do think it ends. I said from the beginning when I said Liverpool is winning it all, and you call me crazy. I had Liverpool, and Man City. I think it's. I think it's gonna be Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal. They're gonna be the top three this year. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm liking
1: what I'm seeing from Liverpool. They had that slow start, but they've picked it up ever since. Well, as a as a Man U fan, I was gonna. I gotta ask you. So now, City, if they win, it's four straight, which breaks the United record. Um, If Liverpool win, they tie United with 20 league titles. So I guess you have to go for Arsenal for this one, eh?
0: I don't give a fuck about those records, man. Those records (laughs) mean jack shit to me. Um, Listen, City could win the next 30 Premier League titles in a row Mm -hmm. and still not even be half the club Man U is. So... They'll always be the younger brother in Manchester that no one actually gives a shit about. I'm not convinced they have any real fans, to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure everyone there is either a Man U fan or a hipster douchebag and cheers for Man City just because they wanted to be anti-Man U. So So I don't care about that, really. You know what? Whoever wins, all I know is Man U needs to take a page out of Liverpool's book and have either Anthony or Marcus Rashford's father kidnapped. So that they can, Jeez. so that so that that way they can score a goal. Like it worked with Luis Diaz, so I, 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 he
1: he got the goal. Then his father saw, got freed. So it's so bad. I saw a tweet that goes, Darwin Yunus it looks like the one that's playing with the kidnapped father because he played so bad that game. <laughs> like yeah, that. no, it's um,
0: yeah, it's. It's interesting that in that sense, but I mean, and, and you know, I know we, we brought this up, Tony, you brought this up to me before. You're saying like some people said, you can only see games like Chelsea, Man City, in England in the EPL. Now don't yeah. get me wrong. The EPL is the best league in the world. I don't think that's just an opinion of mine. I think that's a fact. When you actually look at all the teams there, I think you can stack up the EPL against any league in the world. And it's better. However, you can get these games in the EPL because a Chelsea Man City can put up this game, a Liverpool Arsenal can put up this game, an Arsenal Tottenham. I mean, there's so many combinations of teams that can put up yeah. games like this that are being watched by so many people, where in other leagues, you have two, maybe three teams that face each other that could put up like – because it wasn't that the game was good. Don't get me wrong. 4-4 four, four game. It was a thriller. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you could get a game like that in the Serie A, for instance, between Fro's, Frozone and fucking Bologna or something like that. You know what I mean? That no one's going to watch because no one gives a shit. But that game is still just as good quality. You're just not watching.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a stupid comment to say. I mean, like you just look at last weekend itself on Friday. Athletic Bilbao and Celta Eagle played to a 4-3 game. Right, like as a fan, you, you you know, I I most people don't watch it, but I mean, you can find these games anywhere. They can happen at any time. Um, it's it's just that Brit. I feel like it's just that British attitude to think that way. Um, to think uh, England's the only place we can see that. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's all those fucking British. Everyone hypes their own shit up. I mean, again, yeah. I agree that the English league is the best in the world. And again, like I said, in in really look at Spain. Outside of a Real Madrid-Barcelona game going like that 4-4 draw, any other game there, no matter who's playing, wouldn't be as interesting, even if it did have that that like 4-4, like those theatrics. It would not be as interesting as a chelsea Man City, right? It'd be Real Madrid-Barcelona. In Serie A, if you have Inter, Juventus, Milan, or even Napoli now, I'll put in that category, facing each other, okay, then those games will do it. Yeah. But in the EPL, you have about six, seven teams that could be putting in these classics. And when you have six, seven teams, they're going to be facing each other a lot throughout the year. There's going to be the opportunity to have these type of classic matches, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, But, but yeah, everyone always wants to think their shit is better. But, hey, speaking about Napoli, yeah. what the fuck's happening, man? I know you don't want to agree with me. I know I've brought it up before. But last year, it seems like it was a real flash in the pan for this
1: Napoli team, bro. Well, I mean, I think um, – I don't know if much – I, I mean, flash in the pan or not. I mean, it was uh, – I think it did come down to uh, how well Spalletti was able to keep the team and check and how he was able to run the lineups and obviously
0: even with injuries
1: last year, he did well. Um, I just think Rudy, I mean, Rudy Garcia was just a horrible option from the start. Um, his style. I mean, the guy just got fired from Al Nassar yeah. the year before, you know, so I always think if you just got fired from a job, it's not someone you want to hire. Um, we've seen it with Chris Armis over here at TFC. He got fired, and look at the horror show he did here. I mean, very similar. I mean, you know, Chris uh, Armis' TFC was a decent team, and not champions, but they—I think they were just coming off the final. And um, did you hear Armis
0: might be the new Rapids head coach? I know it's a sidetrack, but holy, <laughs> it's crazy. I would, that guy I still gets—I know that'd be so funny. But okay, no, go on.
1: But yeah, like like Rudy Garcia, you could just tell he wasn't—it wasn't the right fit for that. It wasn't the same system. You need someone very Spalletti-like, who has that enthusiasm, who has that uh, passion for it. Um, And, uh, I mean, there were some suitors. I mean, Conte refused again. Um, There were some rumors that uh, De Laurentiis, the owner, only wanted a six-month deal, which is why Mazzari came back. Um, So the thing with Mazzari, it's tough for me because he does have that passion like Spalletti. He does have that that uh, grit, that enthusiasm that you're going to get from a coach that really wants to push his team. But the problem is his best time, his he doesn't have the credibility as a coach. I mean, his best time ever was 10 years ago when he coached Napoli, which started kind of was the Cavani, lavezzi Hamsik era. So what Napoli is now, he was kind of that first coach to get that first, that's first stepping stone. Yeah. Like you look, you look, get here.
0: you look at his, his resume and you got Inter Milan for a year after he left Napoli you yeah. got Watford for a year, you got Torino got for a fired, few years, yeah. you got Cagliari for a few years, or not even a few years, one year, and then you got yeah. Napoli back. That is not a good resume.
1: No, it's not um, someone you want coaching the reigning champions of the nation, right?
0: No, no, um, it's not. And, and I think you guys, you know, you might be falling in the league, but you always still have Champions League to fall back on and yeah. you get a good run going. I don't know if this is that guy to get
1: you there. The only thing I so that's that's what I think. I don't think he's the right fit for the aspirations of this club. You know, after winning Italy, after having a great Champions League run last year, you know your aspirations have to be bigger. And you have guys like you know like Hansi Flick out there who just got fired from Germany. You know who's got great pedigree with with Bayern Munich. Would he come to Napoli? Probably not. But you know you got he's he's one of those guys that he's out there. Why would you not at least take a run at it? You know what I mean? Um, but. At the same time, what I like from Mazzari is something he did opposite from Garcia. Um, when Garcia came in, he never mentioned anything about Spalletti's success last year. And the first thing Mazzari said was, I loved how Spalletti played the team last year, and I plan on doing it ex- pretty much exactly the same. So I think that's that's one step in the right direction because, you know, you got it—you got to make the players feel comfortable. And I think Garcia tried to switch it too much on them, and they just weren't at that level to do it.
0: Listen, don't get me wrong. Comfort is important. I mean, having the players buy in is very important. But this is a team that was at home and lost to relegation yeah. side and poly one nothing. Yeah. Like that's that's a problem.
1: To me, um, I mean that that game there, when I looked at the starting lineup, I mean, I get that, you know, it's international break coming up. So why is Cavarscalia? Osman's injured, fine, but why is Cavarscalia not starting? The game yeah. for it, you is, know, is, like is O's, O's hurt? Yeah, he's hurt. He's hurt. He's out because injury. But it's like, why would you not start your best player in a game where Milan just tied, barely tied the night before? Juventus and Inter won again. You know, if they had beat Empoli, they would have got into third and got them, that gap a little bit closer to the top two, right? Yeah. So it's just, I think that's just Rudy Garcia, just poor management on his part. I think the players can be to blame too, but you know, um, it'll be interesting to see because this is a sticky situation. Because now he's got trial by fire starting off because his first four games are Atalanta on the road, Real Madrid on the road, Inter at home, and then Juventus on the road. So he's got a big four games. Um, these Real Madrid game probably not as important because it's probably going to be a loss anyway, but Atalanta, Inter, Juventus could literally. Um, Call the season for them.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's not like we said. We talked about this in length last time. The Madrid game means nothing. Uh, yeah, it doesn't mean shit. Napoli's coming in second in that group, no matter what happens in this game.
1: But if uh, they if if they go four an zero and four to start in his reign, Braga is that, fi- Braga's that fifth game, and you know, that's a must win game at that point. Because you lose to Madrid and Braga beat Union, Braga has a chance still, right?
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent, so. but. But yeah, I mean, if they lose to Madrid and then lose to to Braga, I mean, then yes, Braga could technically still get in if they beat or get points mm-hmm. in, in Berlin. But it's not looking likely. Napoli's going to come second in that group. Yeah, um, I mean, you're right. Just, if you, you don't want to lose. You don't want to lose momentum. You don't want to lose
1: four in a row heading into a game that important like that, right? Like if you if you lose Atlanta, Inter, Juve, and beat Real Madrid, that's different. It's shitty for the season, but at least you got a nice win. You got through, right? Yeah, You have something to focus on. But, I mean, I see, this This is what I hate. It's like you look at the sense of, you know, we saw with TFC this year with uh, Bob Bradley how they waited to fire him. This 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 firing should have came against Fiorentina a month ago. You know, you had a nice red stretch of Verona, Union, and AC Milan and Seller and to play, right? Yeah. You know, most of those games, one hard game. But now you fire a guy. I mean, it, it was credit. You had to do it now. But look at the stretch that he's got to start to go on. And, uh, I mean, he had an international break to do it, but it's going to be, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not as confident as I was at the beginning. Let's just say that.
0: No, that's that's fair. I mean, I I can't blame you when you see these results. It's not looking too good. But, well, you know, they have time to turn it around. They're only 12 games in, like in England. So there's a lot, a lot of time left,
1: but. What do, you, what do you got for me for Top Bins Trash Bins this week, Tone? So we're going to start off fresh off of Loki finishing and obviously the Marvel's movie coming out. Um, The What If trailer for Season 2 has come out. And I was going to say Top Bins Trash Bins on the new What If.
0: Uh, I liked Season 1. It was fun. Um, I like it even more that they're going to be releasing one episode every day. So I don't have to wait fucking mm-hmm. every week to go through it. I can just kind of get through one a day and it'll be done in about nine days. because I think there's nine episodes um it was fun it's always interesting seeing these what ifs i hope they're a little bit more what ifier than season one if that makes sense like season one was kind of like nothing really crazy you know what i mean like yeah. oh what if you know, i don't even remember some of them what if like ant-man decided to take out the avengers or some shit like that like that yeah. to me is not a scenario that could have happened in the real mcu you know what i mean i want to yeah. see some shit that's like what if I don't know. Ronan actually succeeded and destroyed the Guardians of the Galaxy, collected the power stone and started making his trek through through the or, universe, right? Like stuff like or that.
1: If, or if Tony didn't uh Tony Stark doesn't uh get the phone from Hulk for Captain America.
0: Yeah. Or a know, vision like or a vision turns bad and teamed up with Ultron, right? Like Well that that happened last season. Did it? I can't remember exactly what happened. Yeah, that, that was story. the
1: last episode, yeah. Was, was that it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, see, so, hey, so they took my advice there. That was a good one. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah,
1: I, I'm excited to see it. I mean, it's a cool concept. Um, And they're just, you know, it's a cool thing just to wonder how it goes, right? Yeah.
0: No, it's it's interesting. And you know what? It's fun. As long as they don't take it too seriously. And I don't want to see it, like, I see, like, Captain Carter's going to have an episode that's a sequel to hers last one. And, and then Sorcerer Supreme Strange is going to be coming back. Like,
1: it's, I don't know. I'm excited. It should be fun. Yeah, especially during the Christmas time. It would be nice to watch. Yeah, exactly. So for the second one, um, Drake and J. Cole's music video for One Person Shooter came out. First Person they're... Shooter. First first Person Shooter, sorry. Big as the uh, lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, the, in the music video, there's a scene where they recreate the Ronaldo Messi photo. Uh, top Bins Trash.
0: Buddy, the whole music video is 100% Top Bins. Because yeah. when the music video starts, who do you see? that's not Ashton Kutcher, it's Kevin from The Office, like, what what a start having Kevin Malone be in there, and then it goes, and then they do the whole thing, thing, and then, yeah, they recreate the Messi-Ronaldo photo, I Mm -hmm. mean, that's just that, that, it was excellent, I thought that whole music video was fucking outstanding, one of the best music videos I've seen in, like, the longest time, and the song absolutely fucking slaps, so that's an absolute top bins for me.
1: Yeah, I really liked it. I think um, J. Cole and Drake, um, if you're going to talk about two people that could recreate a photo, even though as much we hate Messi, uh, to re- recreate a photo like that, those are two guys that, uh, you know, I would, I think, fit perfectly in that photo. So, And the final one is something that came across um, uh, my Twitter timeline earlier today. And it's a comment where somebody listed all the achievements of Taylor Swift at 33 years old, and they listed all the achievements of Lionel Messi at 33 years old. And this guy here, who normally rips on Messi, because that's why I follow him, had something very interesting to say. He said, Messi's goofy ears are more recognizable than anything Taylor Swift has done in her career. I'm not a Messi fan, but he's 100 times more popular than that woman. Uh, He's wrong.
0: Yeah. 100 (laughs) times is insane. So you're thinking now what you gotta what people gotta remember is when we talk about these who's more popular, most of the times a soccer player is because they're worldwide. you know what I mean? Everyone always just thinks with that European lens or sorry the American lens and they think, oh Taylor Swift is way bigger than him in here in America. so mm-hmm. he must they must be bigger. but that's not the case when you go out into the world. Obviously a guy like Messi is known everywhere. I think Taylor Swift, has eclipsed that popularity now she like over the past few years where now she has become a worldwide superstar and you see that in her concerts selling out shows everywhere around the world whether it's argentina whether it's tokyo whether it's australia whether it's the bernabao that's right she didn't go to the shitty fucking barcelona stadium she's in madrid stadium for a show in spain (laughs) like she's selling out all these arenas worldwide i is she more popular than messi no I'd still say Messi's probably more recognizable around the world um, than it's than Taylor Swift, but is he a hundred times more popular than her? Not even close.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan either, but I don't think Messi is actually a bigger star than her. I think music is bigger worldwide than football, obviously, and I think more. I think um, a lot more people would know Taylor Swift, especially right now.
0: Well, you know you know what you can look at because people say, Well, oh, you can't look to that. I think you can because it's basically a popularity website. Look at Instagram. Taylor Swift has two hundred and seventy-six million followers. Messi has four hundred and ninety-two. So it's not, not less than double, but still more popular. But let me yeah. tell you right now, they're both playing for fucking second because Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo himself yeah. has six
1: hundred and eleven million I was
0: followers. Say, so one person now. I can
1: I can 100% think is better, bigger more popular than hers. Ronaldo.
0: Exactly. Ronaldo is so. the man. He is by far the most famous person in the entire world. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it's hard to gauge those things because you got a lot of people that you go anywhere in the world. You say Lionel Messi, they know. Odds are you say Taylor Swift, they know too right yeah. it, it's hard to gauge who's more popular you got to look at the older generation right because the younger generation they're going to know everyone the older generation are you more likely to know taylor the swift? older
1: generation you could say to michael jackson more people probably know michael oh. jackson than ronaldo messi
0: right? well michael jackson was the most famous person on earth when he was here yeah during his time he was by far the most famous person on earth so it's it, it's tough to gauge but the guy saying he's messi's 100 times more popular than taylor swift is, is a joke and, and, no, and fuck agree, it. It, give me Swift, give me Swift over Messi any day of the fucking week.
1: <laughs> both, both in famous and at left give wing. Me, give me like terrorists or something in that one there. Okay, I got relax. The two of them. <laughs> relax.
0: <laughs> fuck you, Tony. <laughs> I'll just shake, I'll just shake it off, okay. <laughs> yeah, Jesus oh, so, dude. Yeah. Did Did you hear about what happened with Megan Rapino?
1: Uh, I believe so. The uh I guess of uh, heading into the final where she came back injured. No, so what happened was oh.
0: so she had she had they had her, her her game for her, right? Yeah. So like she was she they got one final retirement game for her so she could play in it and and kind of like go it's like it's like a retirement game essentially. They scheduled mm-hmm. one for her to play in. She got injured in the first six minutes. In the post in the post conference,
1: mm-hmm. she
0: says this, if you do believe in God, kind of rolling her eyes, this is proof that God doesn't exist because of her injury in the first six minutes. Oh, I know you touched her, and I think, if anything. That's fucking proof God does exist because he didn't want to see your fucking dumbass, pink haired, bitch ass on the field anymore. So he fucked your leg up as soon as he could to get you the fuck out of there. If anything, this is a hundred percent proof that there's someone upstairs looking down because he sees a puta like you who's talking about God's not real. And he says, "Okay, I'm not real. Take this, you bitch." So yeah. when I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god, this is hilarious!" Like, how do you say something like that after? Like, are you such yeah. a fucking joke?
1: Like, she's, like, she's just a, she's not a good person. Like, nothing to do with, like, her, like, I, like as an athlete, I think she's been overhyped as her quality because there's so many better women out there that are way better players than she is and that she, was, she ever was. And they don't get half the re- recognition from her because they just don't say stupid shit. You know, yeah. there's so much stupid shit. There's I mean, the one video that always pisses me off is, the, I think it's, like, the ESPYs, and this little girl goes to, like, get an autograph. From her and she pretty much like the most bitchiest face like you know like this girl's looking up to you why she's looking up to you i don't know but it's like just be respectful like you're you're a superstar whether you like it or not you're in the face either you're, you're one of the faces of this game don't be a dick you know just be fucking nice to the fans and everything and she, everything time she comments or says something it's it's just annoying to hear and i mean Yeah, it was that that, to me, that injury, you don't want to see anyone get injured, but that's just karma at at the end of it.
0: How can you not see this karma for someone who's going like, oh, yeah, if someone who's been overtly atheist her -hmm. whole career and then to have the fucking balls. Here's the exact quote. I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there was a God like this is proof that there isn't. First of all, to assume a higher deity is so concerned about your fucking game of soccer that's not as high quality as the U15 FC Dallas boys team, that he's paying attention to anything you're fucking doing on that field is beyond me. Secondly, the only reason he would be paying attention is to fucking tear your Achilles like you did the first six yeah. minutes into that game, you bitch. Oh, she is the worst. Like, there, ain't nobody worse than Megan Rapinoe in sports. Like, she no, is by far the the worst human being in all professional sports and i use the term professional lightly when i'm talking about her
1: yeah because it's her he's i mean it's funny because even eafc released her like legends card and it became the most uh disliked card and dropped card in this game passing mason greenwood's card <laughs> And he is not a good person either well he's a better like, woman he, he, he's a better woman striker oh, than fine. she is though that's for sure <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something. <laughs> um the funny thing too, I saw another one. It was um it was a picture of go on a date with Megan Rapino or cheer for your rival team. And it showed that one guy that's in FIFA that every time you team every time a team scores a goal it's the same faces but it always has a different jersey on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean how how can you call yourself atheist and then uh say, Oh, this is proof there's no God, right? So Yeah, it's it's just stupid. Like it's it's a because... That's not a shame. The
0: only shame 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 about it is that she still played six minutes. I wish she fucking tore her Achilles
1: in the warm ups. No, I mean, the the shame is that it's like, that's the type of person that's getting the attention in the women's game when there's so much better people. There's better women in it that would be way better as the face face of the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Well, at least now that was the last game of Megan Rapinoe's career. Hopefully she decides to stay out of coaching and we never have to hear or see from her again. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, you know, as usual with these international break weekends, not much else to talk about. Let's go Canada. They got a big, big home-and-home home coming up. Um, so let's hope that they can bring home the W because they need these wins to get in to the Copa America. So mm-hmm. let's go, boys in red. We'll be back next Thursday, same time, same place, to discuss the game, see how it happened, did we get the wins, all that and much more. Next Thursday, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well. And on behalf of Tony, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you all back here next Thursday.